Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I have the most amazing guest, as usual, but tonight I have a kindred spirit who lives 15 miles from where my grandparents lived in New York State on near the St. Lawrence River. I like to welcome Jeremy Fountain, XMMA fighter, amazing, now turned into paranormal encrypted researcher. Good evening, Jeremy. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor. Thank you. It's an honor having you as well. I'm so excited. Tell me what in the world, after retiring from the MMA, brought you to paranormal encrypted research? Well, the uh, okay, the, the paranormal, the encrypted uh, research was always, it has always been in my life. Um, I come from a logging family, and um, we own a lot of land up here uh, in the Adirondacks. Um, we had this, the one, the piece of land that's the most special, um, we actually, my wife and I live on it. It's a 250-acre plot, and um, we have a family of Sasquatch on it. There's anywhere at any given time, anywhere between six and eight of these things on the property at a time. Um, And ever since I was a little boy, you know, I'm 44 now. And I remember going down there with my dad, you know, as a seven year old child and hearing, you know, the weirdest screams and bellers and, and, you know, and my dad, you know, I grew up and I'm part Native American, part Mohawk. Mm -hmm. Um, So. I remember Graham used to, you know, hear, I used to hear her telling stories about these things and, you know, uh, stuff like that. So they, they've always kind of been in my life. And, you know, when I was, uh, you know, uh, in year 2000, I had my first face to face encounter Mm. with a Sasquatch. Um, and which was a very, uh, very turning point in my life. And I was still fighting at the time. Um, you know, and, 
and I fought, you know, I was still fighting and kept fighting, but, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really turn investigator until 2007 when I had my second encounter. Uh, that's when I really said, okay, I need some answers. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, what are these things? You know, where are they from? What, what are they? Uh, you know, I just, I wanted answers for myself. Right. You know, and I felt, you know, I felt that in me that, you know, you need to do something. You need to get out there and get answers for help people and and try to figure this mystery out that we've all been pondering over for, you know, so long, you know. Right. Um, you know, and over over the years, uh, I've, you know, gotten into other cryptids as well. Um, you know, the, the whole dog man phenomenon, which I was totally at first, I thought was the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds you know, crazy. It really it, does. It, it really does. Anthropologically speaking, it's not supposed to not supposed to happen. <laughs> you yeah. know, if in fact they are a canine, which I still have my, even though they are canine, I still have my questions. You know, right. if, if they are, I I don't know. Um, but anyway, until until we saw one, I uh, I had my doubts, but I became a knower real quick. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Real quick. You yep. saw a dog man? Yes, I, I did see a dog man back in 2016. You know, the weirdest thing happened. My brother is, is a big skeptic. And okay. he's a card reader, a phenomenal tarot card reader. Oh, wow. Okay. But when I tell him some of those people I talk to, he's like, really? Really? And I'm like, how could you not believe this stuff? And then I said, hey, right. I talked to someone today that talked about dog men. He goes, oh, wait a minute. He goes, that one, I believe it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He goes, I actually saw one. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, wow. What? How? He's like, he goes, I don't know how, but they're in they're in Ohio. <laughs> there is a lot of them in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Listen, what? <laughs> yeah, I bet there is a lot. I take a lot of reports uh, being in the, uh, I'm also, um, you know, I'm part of the, I run the New York chapter of the uh, International Dogland Project for Nick Valenti, my partner on one of my shows. And uh, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff we get is from Ohio. That's a lot of the dogman stuff. Yeah. It, Ohio is a very weird place when it comes to cryptids and, and, uh, you know, UFOs and yeah, that the paranormal. It's a very, very interesting place. Yeah. Um, what did Dogman, when you saw him, what, what did he look like? I have never okay. had the honor of seeing yeah. seen one. Yep. Um, well, I can, we were, it was back in 2016. My wife and I, she, we, we grew up together. She was my mm. high school crush. Oh, <laughs> she, I love it. She, she was, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she was four years older than me. So when we were kids, she didn't give me, she wouldn't give me the time of day of because I was, I was the younger, I was the, the, the friend who was the, you know, like the mm-hmm. little brother who had a crush on her, you know, but I was like, Hey, come on, I'm here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you had to wait but till no, you were an adult, didn't you? <laughs> I had to wait. That's right. So back in, uh, back in 2015, we reconnected, um, reconnected and, uh, you caught, uh, got caught, caught up on the phone, started talking and, uh, she came, she told me what she had been doing for the past, you know, 
20 years, she, which was paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. She has some very cool abilities and, you know, she can communicate with spirit and, and stuff like that. And um, she said, well, why don't I, why don't I come up? I miss it up there. You know, I grew up there too. Why don't I come up and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hang out and do some mm-hmm. research and, she came up and never left. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we've been uh, we've been married, you know, almost, God, it's almost 10 years now. So oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, we were um, we had the the piece of land that we, we were living off the grid at the time. We realized, you know, mm-hmm. after she had been here a few months, we, we were going to be together and we were planning on getting married and we were living off the grid building our cabin where we're mm-hmm. where i'm speaking to you from now awesome. uh, on our land and um we had went to my parents for dinner and we decided to stay at mom and dad's for a couple couple drinks and uh you know it was about midnight and we were coming down our road getting ready to take a left-hand turn on onto our lot okay so mm-hmm. I looked to the right-hand side of the road, and um, just as we're getting ready to take that left, I said, oh, Stacy, slow down. You're going to hit that guy on the side of the road. And she said, what guy? I'm like, that one right there. And as I point, she slams on the brakes because mm-hmm. she she she, kinda, she saw it too. And there's this thing standing there. <laughs> and all I can describe it as is a seven-and-a-half-foot bipedal wolf that you know that went about 750 pounds i mean this thing was ginormous um and it had a very uh and i've heard this from you know taking reports from people over the Mm -hmm. years you know on these things that had a very smug arrogant look on its face (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and you could actually we were so close to this thing it stared at us for a few seconds you could actually Mm -hmm. see the blood and saliva on its mouth yeah. um it hopped out into the road of and course. it was gone i mean it moved so so fast i i can never mm. I, I can't even describe to you how fast it went from zero to whatever in about two seconds um and it went it traveled over onto our property oh no which it, yes which made me kind of nervous and uh, that that turned into an ordeal, and I will get into that in a little bit because there's a key part of the the story you need to hear before I get into that. But some some weird uh, occurrence, a very weird occurrence happened that night, having to do with um, the Sasquatch on my property and this thing, this, this dog man. Um, so yeah, I uh, that's that was my uh, that was my dog man sighting. Um, very, very, very life changing. Like I said, I never, I mm. never believed in these things. Never. I thought people were crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought they were nuts like I was. Well, they almost <laughs> sound like, yeah, they almost sound like werewolves. I mean, technically. Exactly. And if, if people haven't been to that part of New York State, I mean, when he says the side of the road, it there's not a lot of people up in that area. Right. You know, it, you have your I, rivers, you have the St. Lawrence. And it's their mountains. Exactly. I don't. That's and that's the thing. We had a. Uh, I had, I was on. Um, 
a show a few weeks ago and the, the host said, you know, it, it, when people think of New York, they think of the city mm-hmm. and all that. Right. They don't think of the 6.2 million acres of untouched wilderness in the Adirondacks. Yeah. And as as we both know, because I'd spend six weeks up there in the summer when I was little, it is, I mean, you can touch the stars. There's no can, light pollution. <laughs> I mean, nope. it is mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous yes. place. It really is. I'm Winters are a little tough. But oh yes, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it is beautiful. I do miss it. I miss it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I always, you know, we uh, we moved to North Carolina about three, you know, three four years ago, and uh, we ended up coming back because we just we we mm-hmm. missed it. This is this was home. Yeah, you know. and people but are very that, friendly there. Yeah, very extremely. Everybody extreme. will help each other. It's yep. it's pretty amazing. Like it's not like New York City where people are cold. Once people get to know you there, they're they're there for you. They're there for you. They have your back no yeah. matter what. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 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 So now what strange happening happened after seeing this? Well, let me okay, so so in two thousand when the year, you know, my wife came on but in two thousand sixteen, uh she I was we had been doing a lot of research on the property and mm-hmm. um you know, casting tracks and you know my her nephew who is our age actually mm-hmm. who you know she has a much older sister and her ne- her nephew came up with her he wanted to come up for a couple of weeks as well just to visit some old friends and whatnot well he and i was telling him about the family of sasquatch on the property and he thought i was just out of my mind <laughs> so, <laughs> he thought i was crazy there Jeremiah, he's like why why are you telling me this stuff i said i'm like chad i'm just telling you the truth man <laughs> so mm-hmm. we were out we went back to the, the beautiful artesian spring and on the back side of the property mm-hmm. and um i you know we we were on the four wheelers and we took the logging road down to, down to the the spring and in the swamp you we could see a black an upright walking black being and as it it's actually started walking towards us mm-hmm. and it got about a hundred meters away and I look at him and he's just frozen and he's white as a ghost. And so I <laughs> think he realized what he was looking at, you know. Mm-hmm. And this thing turned, it just turned, it dove into the into the swamp and it was gone. Yeah, wow. it's almost like it, it it's almost like it disappeared in the thin air. You know, it it, wow. it was just gone. Um, so that, that, that was what the, that first, that summer was, that, that was the first encounter we had that summer, um, when we were, when they were up here for the first time. Right. Um, anyway, so my wife, a couple of days later, we had, we had, uh, you know, rode back and we were sitting around the fire and we were all talking and she said, so you guys really saw one? And I was like, yeah. She said, well, God, she's like, I want to, I want to see one, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, well, the more you hike around this property, the, the higher your chances are going to get of seeing one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I went, I, I had to go to work. And so I went to work and, um, I came back and she's like, you're never going to believe what happened today. I said, what? 
she uh, so she proceeds to tell me that she saw what we now know is the alpha male of the group. He is ten foot four inches tall, and oh he leaves nineteen foot uh, nineteen inch tracks. He is I I have never personally seen him, but he's he's mad from what she describes. He's just a giant. Um, she was on. She was on the logging road. She had the four. One of the four wheelers, mm-hmm. and she said she uh, something. Her as I told you, my wife is. Uh, she's she has some abilities. She can talk to spirit and talk to other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, something told her to pull pull the four wheeler over and get off and then do some looking peek around. She likes to pick berries and she's a a naturalist, (laughs) you know, she's a, she's a hippie. I understand uh, the best blueberries grow up there. So absolutely. absolutely. I remember all that. (laughs) Absolutely. So she, she got to her spot where, you know, she wanted to pick blueberries and she noticed they were all gone. And which made no sense because Mm -hmm. a couple days before that, she had been picking in that, you know, near that area. She said, but she couldn't find a blueberry. There was not a blueberry anywhere to be found. Now we do wow. have bears. Mm-hmm. You know, there and is, they like there the is, berries. They love the berries. So I still don't know. We we can't prove that it was the Sasquatch that ate them, but it, there's a pretty good chance because they do. They love berries. That's mm-hmm. one thing I found out through my research over the years is these things love the berries. That's for sure. But like I said, she said there was there wasn't one to be found anywhere. Not, not one berry. Right. And she said all of a sudden she had turned her head for a second, turned, looked back, and right in front of her, twenty feet away, was this upright, you know, bipedal creature, um, and. It, it was like an auburnish, auburnish red color, mm-hmm. like auburnish brown, you know, brownish red, however, however you want to put it. Um, and it's standing there, almost with its shoulder, but it would have been its right shoulder, um, its right shoulder against a tree. And he, and she said they, they kind of stared at each other for a few seconds, and, uh, you know, it turned. He turned, mm-hmm. and. What's really weird is it she said he got behind the tree. Now she his shoulders wow. now she said must have been six feet across. Oh my god. He, he, he was so big. And he just kind of disappeared into the thicket. And he was again, I get back to this the this whole thing about then disappearing. I don't know. I have my theories and stuff, I mm-hmm. but they they can just disappear so quickly, it's amazing. Um but she should have seen, you know, at least part of the shoulder when he went behind the tree. But mm-hmm. she didn't see any of him. He it was almost he was gone, wow. just gone. Uh, she said she, uh, you know, came back and she told me, "I'm like, well, take me to the spot where you saw this thing. I wanna, I wanna know how big he was." So uh, we got on the four wheeler and we, she took me to the spot, and she said, "Right there, that's where it happened. That tree right there." And the limb, there was a limb. She said, see that limb right there? Mm-hmm. He walked, when he turned around and walked away, he walked under the limb and he cleared it by about two inches. Now, I got on top. I had my tape measure. I always wear my tape measure when I'm doing research. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my tape measure and I said, here, take the, hold the bottom, hold the bottom of this tape measure, put it on the ground. 
She did so. I drugged the tape, tape measure up to the bottom of the limb, and that measured out at 10 foot 6 inches, which would have made him about 10, 3, 10, 4. Wow. And that that's that's a big one. Um, you know, that's a nine big feet, something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 90, nine feet. When I, when you're talking about these creatures, nine feet is big. Eight, eight and a half feet is considered big. So when you're talking about a 10, 10, 10 footer, I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and you know, usually these big males, you know, a fully mature male, uh, that's let's, for example, I'm going to say eight feet. They, they usually go about a thousand pounds. Mm. Um, I, that, and that's one thing, you know, I don't mean to stray off topic, but that's one thing I've noticed over the years. I, ha, I, I real truly believe that people underestimate the weight of these things a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he, he, he had to, to be, you know, that tall and the type we do, you know, we deal, there's different types of these things as well, which I'll, I'll get into yeah. more on that in a little bit, but the type we're dealing with on this piece of property is the same type that was taken in the Patterson Givlin film. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking would, about. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we would call which we would call type one. Um, they are the biggest out of the, out of the bunch out of the the different the different types they are the biggest um so i i with all that taking and taken into consideration i would say he's got to weigh at least 1500 pounds just just a just a beast you know just just a a giant giant so she uh, it didn't freak and she you know I I was scared to death when I had my for you know after my first two encounters mm-hmm. I was scared to death. Um, it really bothered me. Uh, after my second encounter, I didn't go in the woods for two years. Really? Yeah, it really it really bothered me. I I got you know the PTSD from it. And I didn't want any part of the woods. It almost ruined the woods for me for a while wow. until I got to understand these things better. Um. But yeah, that uh, I can that first the first encounter was in 2000. If you want me to get into that, or sure, okay, it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, uh, we're with it, and this is in this is a, kind of a cool encounter because it's one of it's uh, in the field you don't hear a lot of these. Anyway, um, I was it was muzzle. I'm a hunter. Um, you know, grew up as a hunter. It was muzzle order season, and. Um, I'm sitting in my tree stand and starting, it was going to be starting to get twilight soon. It was gonna, the sun was starting to set. And I said, well, you know what? You got a long walk back to the truck. You better get out of here. And uh, so I climb out of the tree stand. And I put the, the muzzle over, over my shoulder. And as I'm walking down the uh, the path, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing screams in the distance and bellers and, and the, the weirdest noises like whistle these whistles uh, going back and forth between each side of the logging room hearing these whistles mm-hmm. and at one point i thought i could hear something pacing me to uh, next to me i could hear yeah. bipedal steps it i would take a step it would take a step i would keep walking it was keeping up on me when i would stop i would stop on purpose it would stop dead Oh, I'd be so, there so was creeped out. <laughs> it, it it was starting to really creep me out. Yeah, and 
we I get about a quarter mile from the truck and my father my father's a hoarder. God bless him. <laughs> he, he's a hoarder, but he keeps he keeps a lot of his junk here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he, he's got an old. Uh, it's from the 1930s. It's an antique uh, lock skitter. Um, and I look at the. I'm looking at the skitter, and all of a sudden I see this head pop out from behind the skitter, and there's a big set of. You know, being a hunter, I can identify most animals by their eyes. Right. You know. This had this had something going on that I had never I have never seen before. They were amber, they were like an amber color, mm-hmm. but they would they would change from amber to red and back to amber again. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, my God, what what is this thing? What what, what is it? Right. So I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. So I'm, I walk a little bit closer, and by this time it had popped its head back behind the skitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. And pop its head back behind the skitter, and as I'm walking, all of a sudden, I see an arm wrap around the front of the skitter, as well as the head. And now we're talking. I'm about 50 feet away from the skitter. Mm. It's and and I oh I get a look at it real quick, and and I said, Oh my God, what is what is this thing? And back behind the skitter it went. And so I, it, it was, it disappeared behind the skitter. There's two logs, okay, facing me horizontally. Mm-hmm. And one was about 15 feet away from the nose of the skitter. And all of a sudden, this thing leaps from behind the skitter, hits that log, and off the tip, off the, I, it, this is the hardest thing to explain to people to, and for them to understand. But the way it hit this log, we're talking pure athleticism. Um, it propelled itself and launched itself off the front part of its feet, uh, like it, wow. its toes almost. It propel. It didn't. You know, when when as a human being, when you when you jump, mm-hmm. you kind of squat first, swing your arms, yeah. and you jump, right? Right. This thing didn't do any of that. It just it launched us. It bent its it, it bent the the front of its feet and it launched itself to the next log, which is another fifteen feet away. Hit that, launched itself again the same way, got behind a tree and then got behind a tree. And I'm in total shock at this point and I'm frozen solid. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it comes out from behind the tree and it's a little, a little hairy creature. And when I say little, I, I shouldn't say little because I'm talking about five feet, but way, but tipping the scales at about 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, that's not that big. Well, yeah, it is. When yeah. you're talking five feet, 200 pounds of solid muscle, that's pretty impressive. And if it might have been a juvenile. It was a juvenile. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Strong. It'd probably be very strong. Absolutely. It was it, it to be able to do that the way it, the way it launched itself off those logs like that was <laughs> unbelievable. So here I am thinking, what is this thing? You know, am I looking at someone? Does someone have a pet orangutan around here? That's what we see? <laughs> that would be my first thought. <laughs> that was my first thought. You know, you know, someone have a pet great ape? You know that I don't know about. Oh my god! 
So I'm looking at the saying. It's it's got the same same color as the one my wife saw. It was like an auburnish auburnish mm-hmm. brown, red brown, uh, you know, and it's it's rocking back and forth. And they're it's classic for them to do that. They they'll yeah. rock back and forth, back and forth. I and wonder if it's staring. nerves. You know, I've thought about that over the years, and I I, I that's one of my uh, theories on that is nerves. Yeah, when they're checking you out, because yeah. people, you know, if. Uh, you don't really hear about them doing that when if someone sees one from a distance and that doesn't get noticed by these things, mm-hmm. you don't really hear about that a lot. But right. when people when they notice each other and these things are checking people out, they tend to do that rock back and forth. See, I think forth. that's interesting. Yes, I do. I do, too, as well. That, that's, that's one of the things I've been thinking about for years. You know, why do they do that? You know, I, I do. And I think that, that you brought that's a good point that you brought up. I think it very well could be nerves. Um, anyway, uh, I wanted to get a better look at this thing because <laughs> uh, it was starting to it was it was starting to get a little bit. It was starting to get dark. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I want to get a better look. And I. And for everyone out there listening, do not ever do what I'm about to tell you I did because they know what guns are and you might not get as lucky as I did. You may not make it through it. Right. I took the muzzleloader off my shoulder and I had, I want everyone to know I'm, I'm not, I'm, I am not pro kill. I am not pro kill with these things at all. A lot of people out there are pro kill. Uh, let's bring one in. Let's bag one so we can bring oh, it in. No, no. And, yeah, and Mm-mm. and that's just not me. I nope. I think we can find evidence in other other ways. Yes, absolutely. Prove, you know, there's there's no reason to kill one unless I do go in the woods armed. Though when I do, you know, I you, you do have the right to go in safe, and you have the right to come out safe as well. The only way I would ever shoot one of these things is it would be in self defense. Right. Exactly. You know, but yeah. otherwise, no way. No. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I I pulled the the uh, I had my headlamp on at this point, so he's fully illuminated, and he had it, it was almost like you hear when people talk about these things, they talk about matted matted hair, and mm-hmm. when I say hair, I mean hair. It's it's not fur these things have. It's hair. It's right. like human hair. It's like human hair. Um. A lot of people describe matted, nasty, dirty hair. Well, that's not what I saw. This thing looked like it had been groomed and well taken care of. Interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Makes you wonder if they do if they groom each other. Yeah, you know, primates groom each other. Right, right. Um, So. Uh, and it also looked like it was it was getting to that time of year where you know animals will shed and they'll bring in a new coat. You know, for their, for their winter coat. So I'm thinking maybe that's what, what was going on. Maybe he was shedding his, the the summer coat and, and the winter coat was coming in because it was very smooth looking. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Very, very, very cool to look at. But I, I was very still, I was still very nervous because I didn't know if Mama was around. You know, right? Uh, it, Mama you know, not, might not like you being there. <laughs> Mama, yeah, Mama might not have liked me pulling up that muzzle order on her baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> and but I, I did. I pulled it up anyway to look through the look through the scope, and I wanted to get a better look at him. Um, as soon you're gonna find this interesting. As soon as I brought that muzzle order up and went to point, you know, to to get a to get him in my scope, mm-hmm. he. Cut, brought an arm up over his face like he was gonna, like he was trying to cover up his head. 
mm-hmm. jumped back behind that tree and he was gone. Oh, they know. They know what guns are. They know are, what guns though. are. Yep. Absolutely. They, they probably Absolutely. think they're, yeah, they know what the boomstick is. Absolutely. I, I use that term too. I love it. <laughs> <You say>. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of curiosity, Jeremiah. Yes. What if you tried to sign language with them? You know, I, I've heard of people doing, I've never personally tried to sign with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my, I have a, I, I had an experience in mean, my second experience with uh, MindSpeak with her, with, and I say her because it was a female, mm-hmm. um, but I've never, never signed it. But I think that, you know, that might be something to consider. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if they, they we got to, and I truly believe they, they know what we're saying. The Native yeah. Americans have talked about that for thousands of they years. Have, these, absolutely. They, yeah. these things know what we're saying. They can speak. They speak their own language. It's like Babel. You know, I have recordings of it. It's yeah. like, I don't know if you've heard Ron Moorhead Sierra sounds. Um, where he's re- he recorded them talking back and forth to one another, and it's like a jibber jabber almost, and it almost sounds like a Native American language. Um, oh, that's interesting. It's very interesting, yes. Um, and I've I've got some recordings of them doing it back and forth, back and oh. forth. Um, and it's a, it's a very it's very cool. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, back to what you were saying about the signing. I think that that would be something to consider as a researcher. Is uh, trying to sign these things and see what happens, um, but yeah, that was my that was my first uh, my first face to face with a Sasquatch, wow. and uh, that was when it all started, you know. And at that point, you know, I I really wasn't at the time I was my fighting career was in full was in full bloom at that mm-hmm. point, so I didn't turn researcher full blown researcher until 2007 after my second encounter and this is this was the encounter that did it for me right here um i was i had some work to do on my tree stand my tree stand was falling apart it's uh-huh. the one i like to sit in the most um it's back behind that pond i was telling you about right um and it was just about falling apart so i'm like you know why don't you got nothing to do today you're not working why don't you go down there and fix your tree stand so i did um, and I had, I did have my weapon, weapons on me. I don't go in the woods without them. And that's, like I said, that's not, it's not, I don't bring them for the Sasquatch. I bring them, so we do have big cats up here. You, uh, you know that as well right, as I do. Yeah. Uh, there's bear. Oh yes. You know, and they, say, <laughs> and they get into wanna, everything, <laughs> everything. And you do not want to run into a mama black bear. With cubs. No, no, that no. That is no. a problem. That <laughs> no. will always be a problem. Whether you have in good intentions or bad intentions, mm-hmm. they don't care what your intentions are. <laughs> yes, and they so, smell. Oh, they smell. They stink. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And there's moose up there. People don't realize there are moose. There are massive moose, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Yep. There are there are the moose. Um, you know, we have wolves. But the DC just finally admitted that the wolves are back. And oh, are yeah. I, I, I personally don't think I personally don't think they ever went anywhere. Yeah, um, no, I remember them as a kid, Allen. Exactly, exactly. And I'm Gen X, I don't know why they denied so. <laughs> it for so long. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want them. They, I think, probably didn't want people to go out and hunt them. 
yeah, I, I think it's a combination of that and a combination of, you know, the tourist industry yeah. maybe scaring people away. I don't know. Sure. But yeah. um yeah, we do have wolves. So I do you know, and we do have there there are, are, are mountain lions. Mm-hmm. People that yep. don't think there are any up here are very highly mistaken because there yeah, are they are. <laughs> Um, they're there. <laughs> so I do, I do bring my weapons in the woods with me and it's, and you know, it's not to go kill these Sasquatch I'm researching. It's just to right. play it safe. And you never know what kind of crazy human being you're going to run into. That yes, day. exactly. <laughs> you know, people you know? always forget about that. Like they're always afraid yes, of the animals. It's like, no, it's the people. It's the people. It, it's yeah. the people. Yeah. You know, you never know who you got, uh, you know, holding up in your, in your, on your land. Somewhere mm-hmm. set up in a tent or something or yeah, whatever, exactly. doing God knows what, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so yeah, I do. I bring my weapons. But anyway, so I have my 300 Winchester Magnum on me, and which is a pretty big rifle. Um, so I worked on my tree stand for a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? It's the beginning of rifle season. Why don't you get up in the tree stand and you know sit for a little bit? Mm-hmm. See what happens. There's a big ten point buck that I've been seeing for a while down there, so I wanted to try to harvest him. Um, so I uh, I was in the tree stand about a half an hour, and I hear a god awful scream, mm-hmm. uh, almost a mix between a scream and a moan, which which I know really doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> the, okay, good. Well, good. It's, it doesn't. People look at me, the cry cross-eyed, and I say that, like, "What do you mean?" You know, <laughs> it, it was it was that combination, you know. So that that kind of made the the goosebumps on my arm stick up, and the hairs, and the, I got that feeling down my backside, like, "Okay, it's time for you to leave." <laughs> it, it quickly. <laughs> Very quickly, yeah. Pull the ladder up, either one. <laughs> it, exactly. So I was, so I got down immediately, and uh, I had to 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 get back to the logging road that led to where my truck was. I had to. You have to walk around that swamp, mm-hmm. that spring. Yeah. And as I'm walking around the spring, I turn the corner, and about sixty feet away. About five, about five, I'd say five feet off the shore, you know, in the water, there's what I think thought was a tree, and I said, "Well, that's kind of weird. There, there hasn't been a tree there in the last forty years. Did someone just come down here and stick it in the water while I was in my tree stand? <laughs> all these things are going through my head, like, oh my god, what, what, what's going on here? Damn." <laughs> So I'm thinking it's a tree until the tree turned its hips and looked at me. Oh, (laughs) hell. And there she was. There she was. Um, She, and I say she because Mm -hmm. it was a female and, uh, you know, she did have breasts Mm -hmm. um, and she was big. Uh, The part of the water she was in, she had, and her color was a little bit different. It's more Mm -hmm. of like a, a... the others were like a, a brownish, brownish auburn. She was more red than anything. Oh, wow. Uh, which she was very cool looking. Uh, but it, it sent chills down my spine. Uh, she she really scared me because I I, I really thought she was going to come after me. Um, mm-hmm. And reason being is I'm standing there. She's standing there. We're, we kind of caught each other off guard, you know. Right. And, and um she, as we're looking at each other, you know, I had gotten a little bit closer. At this point, I'm probably 40, 
40 feet away max from her, you know, mm-hmm. and we're looking dead into each other's eyes. And she, the part of the water she was standing in went probably up to about six, six inches below her kneecaps. Okay. Oh. So from the, from the water, from that point upward, she, it was about seven and a half feet tall, which making up for what was underwater, she's she was about an eight footer, eight and a half footer, and mm-hmm. that's for a female, that's huge. Yeah, that's you. I mean, it's huge anyway, but yeah. especially for that's a female. That's a big creature. <laughs> it's it's massive, and she, I will, she, I, 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 if I had to guesstimate away, I would say probably eight hundred pounds, seven, oh eight, seven, eight hundred. Just, just massive. Her breasts, you know, you've seen the Patterson Gimlin film, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, you know her, her breasts kind of sag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this one was. They didn't really sag like that, so I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, I thought about it for years. You know, was she like a equivalent to like a twenty-one-year-old female, a human, a young, human, you know a you young, mean? a young girl? Yeah, yep. Or maybe she hadn't bred yet. Right. You know, something maybe a possibility like that, something like that. Um, she had in her too. Now her her hair looked like it had been groomed as well. Interesting. Which, you know, ties it together with that other encounter. Mm-hmm. That one looked like it had like looked like it had been groomed as well. So I'm staring at her and her eyeballs now she didn't and a lot of people describe a coned head. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that coned head like the little one did. She hers was more round. Um, oh. It was in between cone and round, so I can't really say it was a cone head because it wasn't. Um, arms hang, arms hanging below the knees, very long arms, very wide, very. Her shoulders must have been four feet across. Wow. Um, the most impressive, two of the the most impressive features on this creature. One was the shoulders, and I'm talking front to back, not side to side. She must have been from front, from her her back to her chest, it must have been almost three feet wide. Oh, my God. Huge. Just just huge. So I can't even imagine the one my wife saw. It just I, that would blow me away because it, just her, looking at her, it was just right. amazing. And uh, the other impressive part about her was her hips, the hip area. Mm-hmm. Um, the the width of the hip area and the muscular definition in the hip area was just incredible, just absolutely incredible. And as we're staring at each other, I see her eye. She had the biggest, darkest eyes I've ever seen, just pitch black like midnight, and they were huge. I mean, just huge, and I probably six inches apart. I mean. Oh just just an unbelievable uh unbelievable creature and i and i apologize for anyone out there that calls them something different i don't get offended that creature is just habit to to get to refer to them as a creature you know because we really don't know what they are yet you know so i i i do i say creature you know or, or target species one or the other but anyway uh i apologize i have a wicked cold oh you're okay Um, i understand yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, so anyway, she, uh, she, her eyes, you could see her eyes move. And I, ha- I had had that rifle over my right shoulder and the barrel 
I have a muzzle brake on the barrel of the rifle, which makes the barrel about two and a half, three inches longer. And she saw that. Mm. And immediately after, and I knew she was looking at it. She flickers her eyes back, looks me dead in the eye. And, you know, people are, you know, a lot of naysayers out there don't believe in the mind speak with these things, but these things are special. They have, interesting abilities extremely i've heard that before yes and i'll get more into that in a little bit but the abilities are pretty impressive um she basically told me if you don't yank that rifle off your shoulder we aren't going to have a problem but if you decide you want to take that rifle off your shoulder and try to shoot me I promise you, I will get to you before you were able to do so. Wow. And the voice in my head was was almost accented, like with a weird accent. Um, It was her communicating with me. And that's something I had always thought was jargon as well. You Mm -hmm. know, people that think they they say they have... Uh, you know, mental communication is things are crazy, you know, so I had finally fallen into the crazy category. <laughs> <laughs> I think you we know? all have a long time ago, dear. <laughs> yeah, I think that ship is, that ship is sailed. Yeah, for both <laughs> so, of us, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she, uh, you know, basically do like the movie Tombstone, you know, mm-hmm. when he says, you're going to skin that smoke wagon or stand there and bleed, you know. Right, <laughs> but, uh, yep. She she basically she told me don't don't do it if you don't do it we're not gonna have problems and you'll never have problems with us down here. Wow. So I uh, I'm not gonna lie I kind of lost control of some bodily functions uh, I was so scared um, can't believe I just said that in air. But <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, <laughs> I want to be honest with I want to be hundred percent honest. I think I um, might have too so don't don't feel bad. <laughs> right right so. Uh, um, she's just, we're looking at each other and I, and I'm standing there in shock and I didn't put, obviously I'm still, still around. So I didn't pull that rifle off my shoulder. And you know what, even if I wanted to take that rifle off my shoulder and shoot her, mm-hmm. there's no, I don't think I could have gotten it off my shoulder quick enough. Right. I think she would have gotten to me first. Oh, I think so too. From the way you described her, it wouldn't have been an effort at all for her. It would not have been an effort at all. Um, at that point, she turned, she jumps up onto the bank real quick. Okay, then without even a running start or anything, she leaped about. Well, I know the exact measurements. I'll tell you in a second. But she took a leap, took another leap, and then took a third leap, and she was gone. Now, my buddies and I went back ne- the next day. I wasn't going down alone again for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I, I don't blame I, you. I gathered a, few, gathered a few buddies, and we did see the scuff marks in the ground where she had taken those leaps. And there was, you know, tracks on the bank where she mm-hmm. had stood before she took those leaps. She went 63 feet in three leaps. Oh, my God. Wow. And so that's that's what twenty one that's twenty one feet per leap without even without a running start, without any effort whatsoever. Wow! And for so, something to do that 
period is impressive, but something that big to do it is even more impressive. Now, these creatures, now the Bigfoots on your property yes. sound like they have a mutual respect for you now. Yes. I think I earned it that, that day. You know, I think, yeah. I, I think I earned it. When I didn't pull that rifle on her, they found, they realized they could trust me. Sure, and yeah. we, we have never had one problem with them. Have you no. ever left gifts for them? No, I do, I do not give. No, I don't. You don't want to get that close, hey? <laughs> I, I don't, no, I don't recommend it. And I, there's a couple of reasons why. Um, number one, I don't think it's fair to the creature. You know, if I start feeding these things or whatever, um, and I, something happens to me that leaves them cold turkey. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, I it's do. not fair to, it's not fair to them. And from working other cases for people, I have found that it's not a good idea because like I said, if you cut the, they, they, now don't get me wrong. The ones on my property are like a bunch of hippies. But <laughs> Just save they, them some berries. They're fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're like a bunch of hippies. They, they're, I've never had an issue with them. I have and get, I have investigated places in different parts of the country and, you know, New York state, obviously where these things are aggressive and they do get ugly. And I'm talking throwing 60 pound boulders at you. I've heard that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they do get very ugly. Now I, I dealt with a case in a place called scary New York, mm -hmm. um, which is actually near Santa Clara. Uh, yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> yep, yep. So you know where it is, yeah. I do. I figured, figured you would. <laughs> um, I had a buddy that used to pick on me, okay? He'd say, oh, we had to go out. We'd go to the, we'd, after work, we'd stop in for beer at the, at the, at the bar and eat dinner, have dinner or whatever, you know. And What, what was um, that place called? The place where we'd stop? Yeah. In fact, it's called, it was called Fat Jake's. Okay. <laughs> in, in, in Malone, New York. I know where Malone is. I have relatives in Malone. No way. <laughs> yeah, they. I, my uncle used to live in Malone. He lives in Florida now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What a small world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. Anyway, we used to have a fat Jake. So we'd have our beer. We'd have our wings, and we'd go home. But he, the whole time, I would, I would get my, uh, I would get my, I, I'd, I'd get busted on. He'd, he bust. He bust my chops like something fierce. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing tonight? You gonna go hunt your apes? Oh my <laughs> <You> know, gosh! <laughs> yep, great guy, but he just loved to pick on me. You know, I mean, he was he was a very very hardcore skeptic, um, which I try I try to be skeptical out there in the field. You have sure. to be. You yeah yeah you, you got to be. But he inherited a house, okay, from his grandmother, and called me one day, and he said, Jeremiah. And I could tell by tone of his voice <laughs> there was what? a problem. Yeah. I said, what's going on, man? Uh, can you stop over at some point today? <laughs> and I was like, uh -oh. yeah, it's not a problem. It was on a weekend. So I stopped down, and he could not figure out why he had seven, eight, nine-foot ape-type, ape-looking creatures running around his house, pounding on the side of his walls, <gasps> screaming in his windows. What? Um yeah, yeah, pounding on, pounding on the outside of the house, bang, bang, bang. Oh, I'd be so scared. Oh sticking, my sticking their faces in the windows, staring oh at them. Him going to the bathroom and having them stick their face in the window. <gasps> um, I mean, just crazy, crazy stuff. 
come to find it, well, I said, okay, we got to get to the bottom of this and find out what's causing this in the first place. Uh-huh. Well, we went, we talked to his father. He wasn't very close to his dad. So he hadn't approached his father about this. They, he had a rough childhood, so he didn't communicate with his dad. But I'm like, we have to go talk to your dad. We have to. So we went to his father, come to find out his grandmother had been feeding a family group of Sasquatch for 30 years. <gasps> and then she passed away. And there wasn't no yummies anymore, and they were upset. No more yummies anymore. Nope. And that's uh, that's one of the reasons I don't feed them. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> she'd been feed 30 oh, years and no. then and then cold turkey, you know. Yeah, because she They passed. wanted their food. And I said, just, you know, and we he wanted it to stop. And they were starting to build the, you know, they were building their tree structures on very close to his house and, and, you know, doing the tree arches. And I'm like, you know, what do we do? How do I get rid of these things? What do I do? I said, first of all, you're not going to get rid of them. They aren't going to go, they aren't going to leave this area of their territory. I said, but if they build one, you build one, you know? And and this isn't exact science. This is just stuff I've done over the years Mm -hmm. that I found works. It helps rid rid like the a primate, yeah, exactly. Very primate like help rid the problem of them doing these things to you in your house. If they build one, you build one. Show them that it's your. This is okay. You can have the rest of the woods out there, but this is my this is my territory. You know, I'd, you got to stand up to them a little bit if, if that makes sense. Right. Out of curiosity, yeah, I've heard of them especially in wooded areas, going up to people's houses and looking through windows and stuff. Yes. Do they want in or is it a curiosity thing? It's a curiosity. So they're not out to hurt you necessarily. They're just very curious. In 90, 90, I would say 90% of the cases, it's curiosity. Okay. You know, it's curiosity. There has been cases over the years where, you know, these things have tried to get in, they have gone and they have gone in houses, oh God. entered homes. <laughs> There's been cases I've heard of people, you know, shooting them, having to take shots at them and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But in 90% of the cases, it, it's curi- It's a curiosity thing, without a doubt. Yeah. Um We, we've never, we've never had an issue. They, they, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. They do mess with us every now and then. They will get knocks on the side of the house. Knock, mm-hmm. knock, knock. Run. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> that must or be you, the juvenile. You whistle. <laughs> you right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we never or did that as kids, did we? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> or, you know, we've had the, uh, there's a juvenile running that that's part of the group now, a very young one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll hear them on the roof every now and then. Um you know, and they'll whistle, you'll hear them whistling outside, talking, communicating with the dog. And, uh, yeah. So it, they respect it, the, your dog, your animals. Ours they do, yes. But I have heard of it going the opposite way. Oh. I worked a case where uh, in southern, the southern part of the state, uh, I won't I, I won't say the exact area out of respect for the lady, but um, I Nick, my my partner on my podcast, uh, gave me a case where they thought they were dealing with a group of dogmen. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, it was a family group of Sasquatch. Aggressive. And 
and they were a very, very aggressive group. Tore this lady's Belgian Malinois to pieces. I would die if something hurt my animals. Yep, me I too. Would, I'd be like, you're gone. <laughs> it had taken its uh, jaws, oh. grabbed grabbed the lower and the front and the killed top the part of the jaw they killed and split dog. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then ripped it to pieces. Um, and after the lady moved, she, I, I, I tried my best to help her and I tried my best to rid, get them to go. Mm -hmm. I, but this was the toughest case I I think I've ever been on. I I could not, I couldn't, I couldn't help her. They weren't going anywhere. They had no intention of going anywhere and she was about to get hurt. Something was going to happen to her because in, she comes to tell me afterwards, okay, now this is going to sound crazy, but people do it. Right. Um, they would be outside by their fire, and the fire pit was a long ways away from the house. Mm-hmm. So when they would have to go to the bathroom to relieve themselves, they would go in a jar and throw it in the bushes. Oh. So this the Sasquatch that was giving her the most problems... I think he was picking up on her female pheromones. That that would make sense. And looking at her as an option. And I told her that. I told her that. I said, that is extremely, extremely dangerous. I might know. I'm thinking to myself, no wonder you're having problems. You know? I never even would think of that, but I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no wonder you're having problems. I mean, this thing's it's picking up on her pheromones, you know, and uh, I, I couldn't believe it. But she and so she ended up she ended up taking off. She couldn't deal with it anymore. She she took off, and they uh, they won in that case. They uh, I was I was defeated. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah, I and I worked other places where they get ugly. When we lived in uh, North Carolina, the group we dealt with down there was ugly. They got mean. I've heard I've um, heard um, the southern ones have a little more of a temperament. Yes, we would call those type twos. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the type two. They aren't quite as big. They're built a little bit different. We uh, we saw them and we so were down the there. So the small Mike. ones you got to look out for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And dogs. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I took my, I have a, we have a 19 year old daughter. She's my stepdaughter, but I consider her my, my daughter. I don't consider her my stepdaughter, you know, um, we're very close and she's into, she, she inherited her mother's abilities, Mm -hmm. um, which is normal, you know, you know that as well as I do, you know, that's normal. Um, and she loves, loves to go out and crypt investigations with me. Loves it. Loves it. So I brought her out one night, her and a friend. And we had a spot. We had a train trestle area, and uh, you would go down into the near the bayou. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days prior to this, I had found on top of okay the the girders that held the train tracks up. Okay, there was a dead alligator on top of that oh. with, that had a bite mark taken out of its neck. Interesting. It was only it was a small alligator, probably four and a half feet. But okay, you tell me what would whatever did that first of all had to be tall to be able to throw it up on that plank because mm-hmm. the plank was the plank was probably nine feet 
off the off the surface of the water. And I don't think a cat could have done that either. I absolutely not. No. Or I a bear. So. A bear would not. No. 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 I definitely don't. Um, I mean, it could have been a dogman because that was a big dogman area as well. But I th- I think it was a Sasquatch because, and I'll get to that why in a second. But uh, it was thrown on top of the girder or on top of the plank. And yeah, like I said, it had a big bite mark out of its neck. Um, the De- Debbie, Deb Hatswell from the British Bigfoot Research Organization did a report on it. Mm-hmm. You can actually go to her, uh, her group page and she's got, got it somewhere on there. Interesting. They were, I, I, she interviewed me and I talked about this whole, this whole thing. But anyway, um, my, myself, my daughter and one of her friends were, were sitting under the bridge and we're on, we're on the little hill just sitting there and we're, uh, we're just talking and, um, I hear movement and I'm like, okay. I said, you guys are going to be quiet. I said, you've got a good chance of having a cool experience here. I'm like, just don't, don't panic if you see one. Okay. I said, you got to remain calm. Mm -hmm. So out of the bayou, we see, we see these things coming out of the bayou. We couldn't see the bodies. All we saw was illuminated eyes that gave off a glow like headlights. And some of them are red. Some of them were green. Some of them were fluorescent blue. Mm-hmm. Which was, I, I think, is the coolest thing in the world because you do hear about the red a lot, but you don't hear about the blue. Right. But I got to see it firsthand. It was very cool. But um, they, as soon as they shut their, and I, I think they can do it at will. People, people say, oh, to get the eye shine, you have to put a flashlight in their eyes. Mm-hmm. That's not true because I've seen them do it at will. Turning, it's like turning it on and off, on and off. Um. So after they they kind of all I think they were hunting because they all went in di- they went in different directions. You could hear them moving in different directions, going different directions, you know. And their eyeballs were all in different directions. I think gotcha. so. I think they were on a hunt. I think they were on a hog hunt um, because that's you know I had a that that was their big source of protein down there. I think I think more right. more so than deer was were wild boar. Um, so anyway, we're, I had a I had a message come in from a fellow researcher, and he was uh, showing me a picture of a foot cast that he had taken that day, and I was analyzing it, and all of a sudden my daughter and her friend start to freak out, and they let it, uh, they start almost crying, almost, and I'm like, honey, what what's wrong? And I look up, and just as I look up, I see him. There he is. And he's making his way up the side of the hill. And we're only, we're talking across the river, probably only about 50, 50 feet away. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I put, I had a, my flashlight's pretty, it's pretty potent flashlight. And I put the full light on him. And um, I told him, and I, like I said, I made her, I said, relax. I said, if he wanted to do something, he would have been over here already and done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's working his way up that hill. Not he did not pay us any mind at all. Yeah, um, he knew you were there. He, apparently, he knew you. He knew we were there, and he didn't pay. He yep, he did not pay us any mind. And uh, I didn't have a I did, didn't have a long gun on me. I didn't have a pistol on me, but it was concealed. So there's no way he didn't see it. You know what I mean? So he right. didn't. So he, I don't know if 
but with their abilities, he might have normally had that weapon on me. Who knows? I don't know. But um, as he was making his way up this hill, I'm I've got the light on him and I'm trying to analyze him. And he was completely different than what we deal with up here. Completely different. Interesting. And, and yeah, he was he was. You could tell he was he was gray. Interesting. He was full gray. Uh, I don't know. Now, so in some cases, I think it's because they're older. But in some cases, I think that's because that's what color they are. They're yeah, gray. Kind of like um, gorillas have their silver back. Exactly. Exactly. Which is really interesting. Yes, it is. It is. that When you those two factors come into play together, it is interesting. Um, but he didn't turn his head not one time. Now, he did have like a um, like a beer belly. But it wasn't, you can tell that it wasn't fat. It was solid muscle. Right. You know, but I, I say beer belly because that's the only thing I can describe Think it of, as. Yeah. You know, and like him, front to back, he was probably three feet wide. You know, wow. just mass, massive. Height twice. Now, I know I, I can I can pin it down almost right to the inch um because the the vegetation that he was going through going up that hill onto the train tracks was about i think i measured it about five foot two five foot two inches i think it was um so it which would have made him you know he was about eight foot about eight foot even wow you know so if he was a fully mature male Mm-hmm. type one that we deal with here, he probably would have been, you know, at least nine feet and then built differently. Wow. You know, built much different. Um, they're all the, all the different types. They're, 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 they're all different. They all look different. They act different. You know, with the, like you said, the ones down South can be very ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the wood they call them the wood boogers or the smoke ape whatever <laughs> whatever you know they get very wood irritable. boogers <laughs> yeah i think that, that's a pretty, that's pretty interesting term yeah <laughs> right <laughs> they're pissed they're furry and it's hot down there <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um <laughs> excuse me so uh yeah so that was our that was the experience in north carolina as far as a sighting mm-hmm. um but we did it. We did find. We did. Uh, we did come across some other very compelling evidence in North Carolina. We uh, we would find uh, bones of boars that had been snapped clean, mm-hmm. like no, nothing sawed sawed it off or anything like that. It, they were one of the hunting techniques they use, and they hunt deer like this too. One will get on one end of a game trail. One will get on another drive the game whether it be a boar or a deer to the other one the other one will hop out grab it by the leg either break its neck or snap a snap a leg to disable it Mm -hmm. real quick and then finish it off so we would find these legs that have been snapped clean all over the place Mm -hmm. these these in the the, you know especially in this one area this uh, pit uh, mud hole that these boars would right. uh, you know root around in and uh you know the only other uh, the cl- other close incident i had with one down there was when i was in this mud pit one night and i was doing a live facebook session 
and um because there was tracks sasquatch tracks all over the place with some of them i recognized because i had dealt with them before um you know there was uh, a set of 14 inches which was from one i was familiar with a set of 15 inches which was another one i had seen tracks from before mm-hmm. so i was familiar you know with with its own characteristics that made it made it unique you know that's how right. i could tell it was the same one i was used to it's the same from the same one I was used to finding tracks from. Now there was a set of 17 inch tracks that I did not recognize. I had never seen them before. Um, so and he and the tracks almost look like I would turn around every now and then and look and go and and backtrack, and he was following me. Oh, interesting. There was no, it, he was <laughs> following me, so. And I and I've got this. This was all online, and uh, I had a buddy, one of my research partners at the time. He said, "He goes make another loop around that mud hole, and see what happens." So I said, "Okay, you know, I'll do that." So as I'm making my way around the mud hole, he goes, "Jeremiah, get out of there now! Get out of there now!" I'm like, "Why? What's up? What's up?" He's like, "As soon as you turn around, man." He's like he peeked, he poked his head out from behind that tree that's behind you, and he stared at you, stared you down, and he did not have a happy look on his face. Hmm, and uh, so, needless to say, it was my time to leave <laughs> <laughs> quickly and slowly, very quickly. Yes, <laughs> like backing exactly. away from a predator. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I don't know in that case if it was curiosity or if mm-hmm. it was he really wanted to grab onto me and but i wasn't taking i wasn't about to take any chances no <laughs> you know no way nope uh you know ex ex mma fighter pro fighter but uh i can't think of any jujitsu techniques that are gonna take out a, <laughs> a, a nine foot male sasquatch <laughs> that's three foot um <laughs> wide and back to the back end right <laughs> Ex- exactly yeah i don't know how i'm gonna pull him into my guard and submit him no. you know <laughs> no no i think you'd be toast <laughs> yeah i definitely would be toast yeah that's for sure now you have that's- mentioned earlier that you've also seen other other um equipment yeah uh, creatures creatures other, yeah. other things that you just didn't expect to see other cryptids I did. that you didn't we have you're like, yep. what What the heck? Where'd you come from? We're not exactly. even here for you. Exactly. Well, Stacey and I had been, uh, you know, we've been hitting this spot hard. And she'd been getting some pretty uh, intense um, communication with some type of entities mm-hmm. in that swamp. Um, so we're down there one night and she said, there's something here with us. I, I don't know what it is. She's like, but there's something here and it does not have good intentions in mind. Now, and is I this in New York State? Th- this is still in North. We were in North Carolina. This okay, was back North in Carolina. 20, this is in 2019, 2020. Okay. So, um, so I said, okay, that's, that's great to hear. It doesn't have good intentions. Wonderful. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Where's the truck? <laughs> wonderful. Where's the vehicle? Let's get out of here. So anyway, uh, we hear something walking mm-hmm. through the water and we're, we're up on the bridge at this point we're not down below and this the granted this is the same spot that we saw the gray sasquatch my daughter and i mm-hmm. so um we heard something by bi- bipedally you know on two legs walking through the water 
And I'm like, what is that? That's not a person because what kind of idiot would be in water moccasin, alligator infested bayou water? Not I. <laughs> not I either. And no one that lives there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I pull out the uh, the camera and I'm going to, I'll send you this video after, as soon as we get off the phone. Out from the blackness, from the darkness, I see a lizard, upright lizard-looking, snake-like, reptile-looking creature with long, long, long arms with three fingers on each arm. Oh. And it's got its arms wrapped around a dead wild boar that's carrying, and this wild boar must have weighed 500 pounds. How big was this lizard? Uh, the, how tall? Yeah. It must say I at least seven and a half feet. Oh my goodness! Oh, at least seven and a half feet. I'd be out of there so fast. Yeah, we get out of there after that. It, it was uh, a to even to take to take out a wild boar like that. That's not easy. No. I mean, you know, wolves no. and and cougars have trouble. Bears have trouble bringing them down. This thing was carrying this dead wild boar like it was nothing. Oh. And it's unbelievable. And the way it moves, it moves so smoothly with this carrying this thing. It, it's just it was in, it was incredible. When you see the video, it's gonna blow your mind. It's crazy. I've got still I've got some soul shots of it too, so you'll be able to really analyze it. That's just creepy. Um, <laughs> it, it's very creepy. It, it cre that that as you know, all the experiences I've had, you know, all the weirdness. Uh, this is one that really bothered me, you know. Um, right, because we're told that stuff does not exist. Does not exist. We grew up learning this stuff does not exist, yeah. you know. So it was hard enough getting into the whole Sasquatch thing, let alone some uh, lizard <laughs> man carrying a dead wild boar. Kind of like you know, the sleeve slacks how, from The Land of the Lost. That's exactly what it looked like. Eek. No, yep. no, no. <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. That I, you know, I remember watching that show as a kid. Yeah, yeah. love that. I was show. just, you all, me too. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to describe it to you, but that's exactly what it, what it looked like. Oh, no. and it was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't green like people describe. It was gray. Yeah, that would make sense. Actually, yep. it was gray. Yep. Ooh. It very, 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 just a very crazy experience. And we would see orbs down there, you know, when there was Sasquatch activity, there was orb. Now, and this is something else I want to mention. In night about my partner Nick and I, we we have figured out that in about in about ninety two percent of cases where someone has an experience mm -hmm. or a sighting of a dog van or a Sasquatch. They report seeing either orbs. I've heard that, yeah. Lights in the sky or some other type of extraterrestrial before, during, or after the encounter. Interesting. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah, that's that is. That's really interesting. You know, I I fifty fifty would be high enough, but ninety some percent, that's that's pretty that's very interesting to me. So there's gotta be a correlation. Mm -hmm. Other people there, have said that. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to pretend I do. But there's got there's got to be some type of connection going on here. Yeah, something's going on. Out. 
And I yeah. think I think other people, I think our military and stuff knows all about it. Oh, I mean, abs- that's my absolutely. personal belief. Yep. But absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they've been around for centuries. I mean, Native yes. Americans talk about them throughout the centuries, and they're all over the world. Yes, all over the world. You know, in Australia, you get your Yowie, and yeah. you know, uh, Indonesia, there's Orangadang, and the yeah. Almasti in Russia, and and they're they're all over the place. Is there anything in England that you know of? Yes, the the Woodwows. Yep. Really? Yep. You know, I didn't. Yep. That's that's the first time I've heard that. Yes, they're called the Woodwows, the Wildmen. Yep. That's um, interesting. They're described. They're they are described more as like a Neanderthal type looking thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like make the sense. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the Russian Almasi. People describe mm-hmm. that as very caveman looking. You know, as opposed to more primate looking, like we tend to see here. Yeah. But there is a type here. The type four we see here looks more like a Neanderthal than anything else. Oh, are they very aggressive? Yes. I thought they those can were be, the ones that were. They can be very ugly. And then you've got the type three, which would be the, the Janosqua, or the, excuse me, the Gugway, which is very, very dangerous. I don't even. I don't even, when I hear story, I don't even like hearing stories about that from other researchers because it freaks me out. If you've ever seen the, um, the beast of seven shoots picture yes. from seven, have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> That's a good way. Oh, no. That, bab- that baboon looking creature. Now we can't figure out if that's a dog man or if it's some type of Sasquatch. Right. Or something in between. Or it could be some, who says, who's to say we're not dealing with some other entity altogether. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, and it's really odd, I think, in the past 10 years, more and more are coming out. Yes. They see things Absolutely. off bridges on bigger cities. They say that um, they've seen dogmen, like, in the city at night. Yes. And, yes. like, in Dayton, Ohio, he's been spotted. Oh, wow. Um, and that's Dayton's a big city. Yeah, you know? I I grew up there, so it's just shocking. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I was talking to somebody here who I'm, I'm going to be interviewing again. Her name is mm-hmm. is Jan. And okay. she lives not too far from Fort Wayne, and she's seen them in this area. Right. So, I mean, I just don't know if they just don't have a lot of places to go or they feel more comfortable coming out now. If we're right. just destroying so much of our land. I yeah, I think that, you know, we talked about that in one of our shows a couple of weeks ago, how um more of these things, Sasquatch and Dogman, are being seen closer mm-hmm. to cities and actually within uh, city limits, like you yeah. were saying. Yeah. And it, and I I think it's because we're infringing on their habitat. Sure. You know, it's like cougars being, you know, they've in California, I mean cougars are spotted and in cities all the time you know and we have coyotes coyotes yeah Yeah. and coyotes yeah exactly i mean towns up here we've got coyotes coming into town oh yeah easily yep it's interesting too dogman seems highly aggressive to me yes extremely aggressive and they seem more like 100 percent predators 100 percent bloodthirsty predator yeah, that that makes me a little worried. It does. It, it, it does. <laughs> I drive yeah, a lot it, back and forth it, from here to Dayton at night. That worries me. Yeah. 
I don't blame you because they, they, I don't blame you. Because Ohio, there's a lot of lot of report. I just interviewed a gentleman last uh, Sunday night um, from Ohio, yeah. and uh, he, uh, he's actually part of our chapter. He's uh, head of the uh, international. Is he the one dog in meet. Middletown, Ohio? Oh God. Oh, his name's Adam Davis. I mean, I think he's in, Yeah, I, I think he's in middle. I could be wrong, but I think he's he was pretty close to um, Dayton. That Middletown's like. A, I think you're. I think yeah. you're right. Is yeah. His name's his name's Adam. Adam Davis, great guy, great researcher. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he 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 was uh, he was talking about we were all we were all talking about that. You know, uh, these things coming coming into the towns and and uh, you know he was talking about Ohio and all the reports he takes mm-hmm. out of Ohio. Oh, yeah. You know he runs our international dogman project, Ohio chapter. So yeah, he uh, he, he knows the stuff and uh, he yeah we got talking about that the same thing. Wow, you know? that's so fat. I mean it's it's very fascinating. Yeah, it's extremely fascinating. Yeah. Now, have you seen any other cryptids um, besides the – you've seen Dogman, you've seen Bigfoot, and the Lizard, which is very the, rare the to li- see. Yeah. It's extremely, extremely <laughs> rare You're like, an, I think I've seen enough, D. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, for, fortunate. I don't know whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I have – that's that, That's what I've seen. Um, yeah. I think it's you pretty know. cool, but – I think the Bigfoots are fascinating. I don't know if I would like to run into a lizard or a dogman, actually. I tell you what, I never want to run into another reptilian. Nope. They spook never. me for some reason. There's just something about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it, no. It's something malevolent. Uh, I don't know. And in my and I try my wife, you know, with her abilities, I mm. I try I I really have a lot of trust in her because she's never steered me the wrong way. Never. Not one time. And she told me, she said, this, this thing didn't, Jeremiah, this thing did not have good intentions. Right. And, you know, I've heard that from more than one person when they yep. talk about any reptilians and, and right. including in I, Lon Strickland's book, when he talks about the reptilians. Right. Right. Which is, oh, oh, no. <laughs> you, right. Stay away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's no. I, that's uh, those are. That's all I've seen. I mean, I've heard stories about other Amazing. creatures being. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, there was a story from the Santa Clara area actually years back of a gentleman shooting something, mm-hmm. and uh, he described it as a very. It's a very very weird description. Uh, something was tracking him for days when he was on a hunting trip up in the mountains. And, um, mm. he finally, it finally came out at night and it started charging him and he put six, two seventy caliber rounds into this thing before it dropped. What was it? Well, we don't, I don't know. Here's the thing. It was, it was, it was massive. Okay. But <clears throat> excuse me. It had you know you know like what a blue pit bull looks like the color of the hair yeah. like that bluish color the blue brindle it was a bluish color um, it had <clears throat> excuse me and he brought it back to his house oh what so yeah I'll tell you that, more about that in a quick second but the way the way it was described to me was 
it was, it was bluish. It had a long, long snout that looked like a horse's snout, mm-hmm. but with canines coming off the top and the bottom. It had a long mane going down its back. It had um now here's here's the the weird part which weirds me out because because anthropologically speaking this is not supposed to occur. It had hooves and it walked on two legs. What? It had hooves. Oh my god! <laughs> and it walked on two legs. Now, when it charged him, it started on all fours, and then it got up on the two legs and started it started charging him on two legs, and that's when he unloaded his weapon into it. Uh, my father actually knows this gentleman, and he said ever since then, that was when this guy turned into an old man because it scared him so badly, scared him so badly that um, he went from having long blonde hair, like with a long blonde beard, to be an unbat, tough Adirondack man, you know what uh, I mean? I know the type, yep. Yep, you know the type. Um, and it... it it, he turned, my father said he turned into an old man overnight. It scared him so bad. He went gray, got wrinkly, you know. And uh, his his wife did talk him into calling the DEC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to blow your mind. She talked him into calling the DEC. Now, it, it wasn't 20 minutes and they were there with a <laughs> flatbed. With a flatbed truck. I'm sure they were. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yep. Yeah, they don't so, want that to be known, whatever it was. Exactly. He, now, two of the guys that showed up were in uniform. They were like regular DC officers, you mm-hmm. know. The other guy had a suit and tie on. That does now, not surprise me. It is not me, neither. And yeah. he asked mm-hmm. the guy, listen, what is this thing? The answer the gentleman gave him was, it's something that's not supposed to exist here and now. Now, what comes to my mind when when what? I heard, what came to my mind when he heard that, when I heard that was, okay, then where is it supposed to be? Mm-hmm. What time period? Is this something you got, what time period, where? Is this something you people are working on? You know, because... One thing I was told about it, and I and I heard this story from a, from a guy. It's a little bit older than me who was there. He was actually in foster care with these people, and he remembers the day this happened. And as it was laying on the ground, he said it looked sickly. All the kids were taking sticks and poking it in the mm-hmm. side, and the sticks were going right through, right through the hide. Interesting. So it was sick or something. Right. Um, now, he did manage for rumor. Rumor has it. You know, can't really always believe rumors, but there might be a tint of truth to some of them, you know. Right. Rumor has it. He took a Polaroid and he cut off a, a claw. Wow. And I would I would give my right arm to get a hold of that claw. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, or and, the picture. <laughs> and Right, because you can't alter a Polaroid. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. So I would love to get my hands on that stuff. I, I would love it. I don't think people understand up where you're from, there are acres and acres of woods, and you won't see another person sometimes. No, never. No. It's sometimes at night. If you hear something different, you're going to know it's different. You're going to know. You're going to know. 
you know, and especially a gentleman like that who's a Vietnam vet, mm-hmm. and you're going to know when you're being tracked. Oh, yeah. And people people hunt up there. They just don't hunt for just sport. It's part of life there. It's culture. Yeah. Like yeah, my grandfather hunted. Now, I'm a vegetarian, but okay. when I was little, you know, I didn't know I was eating Bambi. You know, <laughs> they'd get a deer and they would freeze it, can it for yep. the w- winter. And then they'd go bullhead fishing, freeze tons of bullhead. Mm, one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, St. Lawrence is full of bullet. It's like a catfish. Oh, it's full of them. Yeah. yeah. And um, do they still have those leeches up in the St. Lawrence? They do. Oh, I yeah. hate those things. I always call them bloodsuckers. Oh, God. Me oh, too. Yeah, oh, they, you, give me the creep. they give me the creeps. You can't go yep. swimming without getting one no, of those suckers. Oh, no. Eat, ah, ah. no. Oh. I never, when we go, we, uh, we go boating along the St. Lawrence and stuff and I will not get in the water. No, we used to go to Clear Lake a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, but yeah, like hearing something different up there, you're definitely going to know if you're being stalked and if something's not right. Without a doubt. Yep. So do you think when people go out at night and they have that weird feeling they're being watched, they're actually probably being watched? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you'll hear people describe how the woods go quiet. Oh, at night. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not supposed to happen at night Mm-mm. in the woods. You're supposed to hear life. You're supposed to hear insects. So these people are describing even the insects going quiet. Yep. You know, so something is there with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jeremiah, tell us about yes. your two shows so people can watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a problem. We have one show. I do. I do one show with uh, Nick Valenti. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's on the. He's head of the International Dogman Project. Uh, I run the New York State chapter for him. He's my partner on my show. Okay. Um, it's called On the Trail in Search of Living Legends. Okay. And okay, you can find that right on YouTube. If you, and uh, it's called uh, the YouTube channel is called the Cryptid. Cryptid and Paranormal Crossroads Research. Now, on that YouTube channel, you can find all five seasons of both my shows. Okay. Now, on the Trail in Search of Living Legends, that's the show where we interview witnesses of oh, different types cool. of phenomena. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, it, yeah so I'm sorry about that. I got distracted for a second. Um, one of the uh, that's that's the show where we interview witnesses um of different types not just bigfoot or dog man but everything you know mm-hmm. if someone's seen something weird we're gonna we're gonna interview them. you know we're gonna interview them. um awesome. now the other show uh it's called skookum session bigfoot roundtable where mm-hmm. the skookum session we've changed the name a couple times so uh <laughs> i confused on my own shows but anyway uh it's called skookum session bigfoot podcast q a Okay. That so what we do is the uh, the the Facebook our Facebook groups my wife my between my wife's my two groups uh, you know Nick's group and the other guys that are involved in the show in their groups we will have our members post questions during the week uh-huh. and then we answer them during the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and but that 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 is strictly that's all Bigfoot. Big, okay. That's all. And that's, that's a podcast, correct? That's on, a podcast. Like Spotify correct. and yeah. iTunes. 
Yep. Yep. Awesome. We, uh, I post all my stuff to all my stuff to Facebook, and um, I've got a couple couple pages. Um, one of them is called On the Trail uh, Krypton Paranormal Research. Um, my wife's page, The Secret Society of the Paranormal and Krypton Investigations. Okay. And I have, uh, you know, the newest one, the newest addition to the group is the International Dogland Project in New York State chapter. That's so cool. Well, I'm going to say good night. But okay. um, it's been great. Yes. And I thank you so much. Tell Stacy, I am looking forward to talking to her as well. Yes, I will tell her. All right. Yes. And I will shoot you a message and we'll get together. Maybe you can be on my other show, Twilight Tonight on W. That would be great. We would enjoy that. I would too. Have a good night. You too, Didi. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Okay, have a good night. Bye-bye.